Discussing world-changing ideas through real conversations. Exploring the potential of technology to solve the most critical challenges facing business, people and the planet. Coming up... Digital twin, metaverse, digitalization is the only way forward for us in this industry to address actual business and environmental challenges. I think this is the key takeaway and we are ready to help you. So we are ready to help our operators to address their business challenges with the digitalization what we have. This is the Real Conversations podcast by Nokia. Here is Michael Hainsworth. Deploying 5G involves more than just climbing a tower and pointing a transmitter. Artificial intelligence, machine learning algorithms, drones, and digital twins are just three key technologies that come together to reduce the time it takes to build a network by as much as 35%. And as we leverage digitalization further, further reductions in cost and time are expected. Nobody knows this quite like Myrna Scheel. She tells me it's been a 25-year-long journey to the top of the metaphorical and literal transmitter tower. My world is the place where the civil engineering is meeting electrical and the telecom engineering. And if um, any operators or any of the, you know, the, the enterprise customers are buying the telecom equipment, radio equipment, they expect this equipment to be put into the operation, at least most of them. And that is what is happening um, in the frame of the deployment services. So deployment services are starting at a point in time when um, the site needs to be found, where the telecom um, radio equipment has to be installed. And it is finished at the moment when this equipment is fully into the operation and it's into the commercial usage. So that is the world of the deployment services where I am. I entered this world 27 years ago now. And it has been really a journey of meeting extraordinary people, you know, visiting wonderful places and learning the things which I have never thought that I will have the opportunity to learn. Well, tell me about that. Yes, it is. It, it, it is a journey um, of somebody who, when it started, thought that, um, you know, I'm going to be on the top of my professional career in the case that I'm managing to get into the kind of the level three support, because I have seen at that point of time as a just graduated engineer from the university, from, you know, studying electrotechnic and, and the telecommunication specialization, that, you know, those people which are solving the problems that we are having in the field are really those which are on the top of, of the world. And I managed in, in, in the frame of less than four years to enter there or to end up there and then recognize, well, what am I going to do next? And then that is the way how the you know, journey continues. I have continued taking and assuming a different roles in the different countries, have been traveling the world over these 27 years, been working in the different continents. The digitalization you must have seen over the course of the last 27 years would be remarkable, I can imagine. How do you define digitalization today? Digitalization has a different meaning. It, it can have many, many different meanings, actually, depending on the context. And for me, and then generally spoken, digitalization is a process of converting something into the digital form. And in telecom industry, especially in the deploy services, what is that what we are converting are all type of the information and, and the pictures into the form um, which is digital, which is then necessary for us in order to improve the business outcome, in order to assure you know best customer experience, in order to increase the operational efficiency which is enabling us to, to, to grow simply and, and giving us the competitive advantage. 
And if I more concretely look into the digitalization of the deploy services, why it is so ultimately needed and what is that what the digitalization is, is bringing to us? It's bringing us speed. So we are doing the things faster, better quality. It is helping us to reduce the cost and reduce the investments on the customer side. It is helping us um, to address environmental sustainability challenges. And it is definitely um, helping us to improve all the activities and all which are related to the health and safety. So that is the meaning of the digitalization for the deploy services for me. And for you, what role do digital twins play in your day? The digital twin from the deploy services point of view, it's actually digital 3D replica of the sites where our radio equipment is being installed. And um, it means a lot for us in this industry. It means that we are, you know, becoming able to do the things um, very fast because this digital 3D replica is available anytime, anywhere, and it's online. It is helping us to open the world of the opportunities to do the things on the better way, on the more sustainable way, on the cheaper way, and to do the things faster. So what's the power of digital twin technology when deploying radio access networks specifically? There are many, many ways how these opportunities of the digital twin can be utilized and how we are utilizing it. And there are much more ways which are still to be exploited and then explored. Um, for example, when we are doing a site design, um, we need to do this site design on the way that it is most optimal in order to use on the most effective way the space, and then also in order to reduce the utilization of any installation material and investments which are associated to it. So this digital twin is playing a role there because it's enabling us to have the best site design and it's enabling us to have a best, um, most optimal way of the installation material calculation. More than that, based on this digital site twin, we are having the capability to create so-called automatic bomb or bill of material. So first we are measuring um, digitally all the distances. We are looking at everything what is necessary to be known. Um, and then we are automatically creating a bill of material, which is then helping us to decrease significantly any kind of the mistakes in this process and to automate the another um, part of the activity in the deployment services in the material management. It is then playing a role um, in better estimation of the efforts of the work which is necessary to be done and respectively costs. And then additionally, it is having a positive impact on the environment um, from the sustainability point of view because it's reducing the unnecessary site visits, 25%, because everything what we need to know about the site, we have it in the digital form and we can look at any point of time. In the past, um, what has been happening not unusually is that how these site surveys are being done and the information about sites are being documented is on the way that we send somebody who goes on the site and who collect this information on the piece of paper. And that's the way how even I started doing my job in, you know, 25 years ago. Um, and it has been happening that when the person comes back to the office, that exactly one details which is really needed to make a particular decision is missing. And then you don't have the status, then you need to send somebody to go on the site again. And when you think about the distances between the sites and how remote some of our sites are, then we can imagine how you know, difficult is that and how cost-consuming um, is that you know, to do it and time-consuming and so on. So it is helping us to reduce the amount of the site with this 25%. And then additionally, 
also to be better prepared for any kind of the work on the site from the health and safety point of view. So we can assess better any kind of the hazards um, in, in order to, you know, um, align with the field crews which are going to work on the site prior to going on the sites for the particular hazards which are typical for the site. So, so the opportunity is immense of this digital site wins and the digital site content of the of the field. Additionally, to mention, I mean, with these digital site wins, we can also calculate exactly what are the positions of the antennas um, from the tilt plant and azimut. We have the algorithms which are calculating it. What is the height of the antenna? What is the um, the distance, um, you know, for on the which the size of the antennas and so it is helping also for the network planning optimization. I probably need to stop here. I'm going, you know, listing all the opportunities which are being, <laughs> you know, possible by the digital side win, but we are not yet exploiting in this industry, all of them, by far not. So they are really immense. I can imagine, though, that you are exploiting the uh, benefit of having a digital twin once you've deployed at a specific site down the road in the future for things like upgrades. You don't have to do the work all over again. Absolutely. So um, we call this digital inventory of the site and this digital inventory, it's, it's really becoming available for anybody in the um, life cycle management of the site and the equipment of it for any kind of the activities which are happening later on. Uh, so it is much easier to prepare for the upgrade, much faster. It is um, much more optimal, um, you know, to have this content on the, um, at any point of time available to anybody who is going to need it than it has been ever before. Absolutely. So if you can reduce site visits themselves by 25%, I can imagine you can shrink the time to market to get a site deployed. Can you quantify how much digital twins are shrinking that time to market? Yes. Only by using this digital site twin, which is actually an outcome of digital site um, surveys and, and then the site design, we can reduce the time um, of go-to-market of the total life cycle of the deployment of up to 10%. So 5% is probably directly related to the reduction of the efforts and the speed in getting the site design and then associated efforts related to the permits. And then the other 5% is related to everything else, the prevention of the mistake correction, availability of the data at any point of time. So it is only this digitalization of the site design and non-utilization of the digital site win on the site design. It's, it is giving us a potential of the further reduction of the total deployment cycle of up to 10%. And what does that 10% translate to into actual time? Are, are you shaving days off an installation, months off an installation? Um, so when we talk about digital site design only, so we are shaving a days off. So we are probably estimating currently of the direct shaving of around two weeks of the work. That that is this direct impact. And then there is this indirect impact of probably another two weeks of the work of the different parties. But the overall digitalization, it is impacting significantly more a reduction of the time um, of the total deployment. But it's also, it sounds to me like like that's a month yeah. shaved off the, the time to market. And that's just one individual deployment. If you're rolling out uh, network wide, that could be a remarkable improvement in how long it takes to, to get a, a, a network up and running. Absolutely. The return of investment, uh, what the customers are having by faster uh, putting into the operation the equipment, what they are buying is significant. So for them, it's, for them, it's like 
on every site one month of the additional revenue or getting the revenue one month faster in comparison to the past. So and this is only with the digitalization of the site design and with these digital site wins. But there are even more further improvements which are helping us and the customer to you know, reduce the time which is required for the deployment and then for the customers to get faster to the return of investment, what they are doing in our equipment. And I think it's important as well to point out that we're not just talking about uh, communication service providers. In the fourth industrial revolution, we're talking about rolling out these kinds of networks for industrial uh, customers, enterprises with private network needs. They're going to have to go through this entire process as well. And this is what you're helping to ensure that they get their side up and running faster than in the past. And therefore, they're saving money and having the ability to make more money down the road as well. So there's a profitability component to this. Absolutely. Perfectly said. So it's not only the cost reduction, it is, you know, revenue, getting it faster, cost reducing it all together, and then bringing the services to the end users faster because everything is getting, you know, positive benefits down the road and down the line by doing the things and helping the customer, our customers to get the equipment fully into the operation as fast as is possible. Do you have a favorite client example? Because, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning are being leveraged now, and I'm just fascinated by how AI is being used today. I do have a couple of the examples, and maybe let me take one or two, which I consider as uh, totally impressive. And these are the examples of one of the biggest operators in the world, um, and it's one of our biggest customers in, in, in India, actually. So what we did with that customer, and we started a few years ago, is... Um, to significantly reduce the efforts and the time of the acceptance processes. So how did we do that? So we, for every customer, you know, when we are putting the equipment into the operation, there is a certain checklist of that, what from the quality point of view we need to fulfill. And then what are the proof points what we need to give to the customers that this is being fulfilled so that they accept it. And then that, you know, they pay to us and obviously equipment goes into the operation. So we sat down with this customer, we created this quality checklist, but then we translate this quality checklist into the digital form and we trained our machine learning algorithm um, to go through these quality checkpoints, which are supposed to be documented through the pictures. And we gave the access to our field crews uh, to mobile phone application of our platform on which this machine learning is working. And this platform is called NDPD, Nokia Delivery Platform Deploy. So that when our field workers or our suppliers field workers are doing the work on the site, they directly verify as soon as they finish installation work on the site, all these quality checkpoints. And then they run this algorithm on the pictures what they have taken it. And then they are getting directly uh, the information, is it okay or it's not okay. Once when they finish this, when this algorithm has run through all the checkpoints, this is just being delivered to the customer. And basically, the accuracy of that one is over 98%. It developed over the you know period of the time. So to that extent that the customer is not even looking at every single site, every detailed acceptance documentation, they are just looking at the result of the algorithm and then randomly checking, you know, one or two sites from the certain period in time to see if everything is really like that, um, you know, what they have been expecting to see. So they, in comparison to the past, this is your unbelievable speed improvement quality. The customer doesn't need to go on the site anymore. We don't go on the site anymore. 
everything is being done digitally, everything is being done automatically so that the complete time what has been spent in this process of for several of the weeks, sometimes even months, has been reduced to the few days. And this is on the massive scale already being in use. That's one example. And I have another example, also very, very interesting when it goes in the other direction of the machine learning application of the health and safety area. So in our industry, you know, we are dealing with a many different type of the risks. So we have a people, you know, which are working with a heavy equipment, lifting with the cranes, they are climbing, you know, and we are there working on the rooftops. They are driving along hours and any kind of the risk what this industry can offer, actually we have in the deployment services and we pay immense attention to the health and safety in order to make sure that we prevent any accidents to the maximum possible degree. So we have the machine learning algorithms which are helping us to do that. And for one really bad large operator in, in Indonesia, we are utilizing these algorithms for the several different areas. So, for example, verification of the personal protection equipment before the people are going to do any kind of the work on the site, then verification even of the fire extinguisher equipment on the site, and even the verification of the profile of the tires uh, on the cars before the teams are starting to drive on the site. And this helped us to minimize any kind of incident so that, you know, to the maximum possible degree. And we are developing this further on the new uh, use cases and, and continuing to use in, in, in the future massively on the massive scale for many other customers globally. After this podcast, learn more about this and other insightful topics by going to nokia.com slash thought leadership. There you'll find additional information linked to today's podcast. I'm fascinated as well by how much your industry has turned to one of my pet projects, which is drone technology, and tied it into artificial intelligence and LIDAR when designing the site itself. You, you, you're tying this all into the digital twin as well. That is all, you know, kind of coming together and it is bringing it into this digital, you know, site um, twin and, and uh, how we are using this technology there. So maybe one of the use cases of, of the application of the machine learning given in, in this um, creation of the site designs or the digital site screen is so-called machine learning for the hardware recognition. So when we create this uh, digital site twin, first we do a digital site survey, which is, you know, good to be done. It's not a mandatory precondition, but it's much better if it is being done digital site survey. And this digital site survey, we can do it either with drones, um, or with drones and the LIDAR cameras, or with the LIDAR cameras alone. Obviously, the advantage of doing it only with the drones is that people don't need to climb. So then there is a huge health and safety advantage as well. So sometimes if for whatever reason we cannot use the drones, then we can use the LIDAR camera, but then the climbing is necessary. So then we collect all these digital data, pictures and the videos of the people, you know, which have been working on the site, they actually send it automatically even on the time, as soon as they are finishing uh, on the site. Then this is getting exported um, from, you know, one platform into another one on which the machine learning algorithm for the hardware recognition is running. And then this algorithm is automatically identifying which objects have been found on the site. And it is creating this object in this digital site design automatically. And not all the objects and all the third parties on all the sites in this work in this world, we can recognize on this way. We have trained this algorithm for our own equipment. And we are bringing on top of it the equipment of the other third-party vendors, the most common one. 
if we don't have this equipment being already trained in the algorithm of other third parties, we still do have our center of excellence, people which are capable of identification of the uh, objects manually and then putting it into this digital side design. So this hardware recognition, this object hardware recognition is probably requiring something like, well, between 300 and the 400 pictures of the certain object in order to recognize it with extremely high level of the accuracy, which is acceptable. And this all together is also helping us even to reduce further the time which is necessary for the creation of the site design based on the digital sites away. It's amazing to think that you can bring all this technology together to do something as simple as figure out how long the cables need to be. Being able to establish a bill of materials and have it created automatically, I can imagine, contributes to reducing that, that time to market. How are you managing material tracking? The material tracking is a very interesting part in the past and not that long time ago. I mean, also in the recent past, this has been one of the really big challenges in in, in our services and in, for us and in for the customer, because there are a lot of bits and the pieces of the different vendors which are ending up on one site and have to be there in order to finish the proper installation of the site. And sometimes it's just enough that one cable is missing and then simply you cannot finish it. And then you need to come again and you need to trace where is it or you need to buy it and so on. And this problem of this material tracking, we have resolved it um, by utilization of so-called digital platform as well, a digital module of our platform NDPD, which we call material management. So through this platform, we have the access to all our warehouses and we understand in, in particular country and for the particular project, we understand at any point of time, what do we have in which of the warehouses so that when the time is coming that we need to do some work on the site, we can access this inventory information and decide, do we need to order the equipment or not, or we just take it out of the warehouse. So when we see that we have the equipment which is needed, we do so-called call off of this equipment and for the particular site and for the particular configuration and then for the particular, you know, field team or supplier team, which has to do work on the site. Then we either deliver this equipment to the site or we ask our field team to pick it up. So obviously when the equipment is being picked up, this is being, you know, scanned and it is in our system automatically. And equally when it is being delivered on the site, there is this barcode radar capability. So we scan it and we have as well automatically uploaded in the system that it is being delivered there. And, you know, we are using this in, in the, some projects and we have seen already the benefits of that because um, we had a couple of the cases where um, suddenly we recognized, well, the equipment is not on the site, the team cannot work, but we know that, you know, the equipment has been picked up by the team. And then the discussion started and said, hold on, let's just have a look in the tool, where is it? We looked at it, we found it and, you know, we could solve it in the matter of, of minutes instead of matter of days like it has been in the past the situation. So this material tracking is not such a problem anymore, thanks to the digitalization today. There's that famous quote, the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. Are all customers ready to deploy digitalization and digital twins? Excellent question. And, and a very simple answer is no. You know, there is a much more complexity behind that um, simple answer. Every customer has the different story and every customer has the different, uh, let's say, challenges and the different opportunities. Um, they have to deal with their environment and their situation in a different way, what they do. Obviously, the interest in the digitalization is everywhere. So every customer is having a high interest in the digitalization. Some of them are trying to do the things alone, uh, but the investments, what, you know, larger 
companies are doing into this digitalization comparison to investors with some of the smaller companies are capable of doing it are not really helping them to to be very fast progressing any change is actually coming with a discomfort even if the positive changes and this digitalization although it has been strongly supported by everything what has happened over the last couple of years with the covid is still bringing a certain level of the discomfort and then depends on the particular situation of the customer the readiness for the change is higher or it's very high or it is even more but we are happy you know to help our customers we have been going through this journey now for 5 years and we are happy to help our customers to go through this journey faster we are happy to share with them mm-hmm. our experiences and help them you know digitalizing their own way of the working by utilization of our services still it has to be a tailor made approach so it, there is no one size fits all it has to be the approach which is bringing um, interdisciplinary knowledge in order to make it really fit for the particular customer and be successfully implemented so you've had a 27 year journey to get to this point today and you've learned and seen a remarkable amount that we couldn't possibly capture in just our time together today Tell me though about what you see for the next say 27 years what's your vision for the next big thing while well, 27 years is a very long period of time i'm not <laughs> sure we, i'm not sure if i'm going to be brave enough to think about that probably not but you know for the next couple of years um probably 3 to 5 years horizon period of the time what i see is utilization of the metaverse in the different area so metaverse in the sense of the metaverse what we have already so our digital site twin you know it's nothing else than the metaverse of that what we are doing in in the industry but the implication of the metaverse maybe more for the you know trainings more for the some installation works more for the material uh, you know testing and so on so that is one of the area which which definitely is progressing very fast and another area again this interdisciplinary um getting much more closer telecom industry and civil engineering industry so preparing everything what we have from the digital twins with this beam um for building information modeling which is massively used in the civil engineering industry and helping us uh through utilization of of the beam to do more um digitalization in the precincts arena in order to be much faster in you know responding or even automatically responding on the RFQs you know utilizing all the digital data what we have then you know further improvements in in um, health and safety so what we are dreaming about is to have absolutely uh, no any kind of the incidents in any kind of the work of the deployment and that is our goal and objective when we have some uh, thoughts and and some developments and and researches which are going in that direction how are we going to make sure that we are having a full visibility on utilization of the personal protection equipment of at any point of time of anybody who is working on the site and how we're going to make sure that you know we don't enable anybody to climb if it is not being properly connected so there are some interesting things what what are in the research phase inside of Nokia and there and and probably if i look in more shorter term which could be the period of 3 years is um we all need together to find a way to increase the penetration of the digitalization means what we have in this industry particularly in the deployment services we have much more today that the market is absorbing it so the benefit of that what we are having is going to be even if we don't do anything else it's going to be immense just by better penetration in the next even 3 to 5 years so that would be kind of how i see the development in the next couple of years 
based upon our conversation today, if there was one key takeaway for the listener, what would it be for you? Digital twin, metaverse, digitalization is the only way forward for us in this industry to address actual business and environmental challenges. I think this is the key takeaway and we are ready to help you. So we are ready to help our operators to address their business challenges with the digitalization, what we have. Building a future that's productive, sustainable and inclusive in a world that acts together. Discover how by visiting nokia.com slash thought leadership.